Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Again, let's just take a moment and relax. Just settle in and remind yourself that God is right there. Everything God is, is is right with you, and you are in him. You are one with him in your spirit. You have all your needs met in your spirit. You have... Your spirit has no wounds. It has nothing that needs to be fixed. You are perfect and holy and righteous in your spirit. And your spirit is in God. So your problem isn't your relationship with God. Our problem is always our soul. Our soul has wounds and believes lies and has a history of failure and mistakes, we, our soul is, is bent towards the negative. For, there are some where this is not true personality-wise, but our soul wants to maintain control, and, it, and God won't let it, so it will always fail. And so our soul is intrinsically bent towards the negative. We see the negative about God, We see the negative about others. We see the negative about ourselves. And our memory is about things that were done wrong to us, things that we did wrong, things that where God failed us. God did not fail you. God has different goals than you do, than I do, is you, that you would become one spirit, soul, and body. And we've talked so many times about how the life you're in on a day-to-day basis is about your circumstances that God has created to accomplish his purpose in your life, that you would become one, spirit, soul, and body. He doesn't really worry about your body. He can, he can any problems in your body, he can take care of. And your spirit's already done, complete. So... His purpose is your soul, to restore your soul, restore, restore your soul. Not, this, it's not about doing something that has never been done before. It's about restoring. Your soul's rightful relationship to your spirit is to be one with it. And God is simply returning that relationship, doing whatever needs to be done. And he knows what needs to be done. You don't. Even when God reveals something, this is what I'm doing in your, in your soul, this is what I'm doing in your heart, your mind, your emotions. This is a healing that's taking place. This is a, a memory that I'm freeing you from, a wound, a rejection, a lie. There's always so much more going on than we understand. And the more we can accept that the circumstances we're in are crafted by God. 
not just allowed, not just permitted, but crafted. And part of our, our challenge with that is to accept that God crafts, creates the circumstances that can be very negative. People in our lives have bad accidents, you know, die. And we think, okay, what did they do wrong? What did I do wrong? Why didn't God answer my prayers? Because we think God would never let bad things happen. Now, this is a a part of our Western mindset that we have become very isolated from bad things happening and that we've come to the assumption that if we are praying the right prayers, if we have enough people praying, if we have enough people, you know, if we, if we know the, the will of God and are in the center of that will, nothing can hurt us. Well, we've talked many times about how we create doctrines that suit us, that accommodate our temperament, our beliefs, our very soul. Your soul is trying to control your environment, your circumstances, so that you never have to experience negative circumstances. But what happens when you never experience negative circumstances? You never know God as the God who protects or comforts or heals or restores. You don't know that you're able to overcome. You don't learn about yourself. You don't learn about how to use your weapons, about your own abilities in your soul. Most of the things that God wants us to learn and to become are forged in negative circumstances. Now, it's like patience. You don't need to pray for patience. It'll, the circumstances where you will need patience will come about. You don't need to ask for them. It's the same thing with, with negative circumstances. You don't need to seek them. They will come upon you. Because God knows the timing and God knows the circumstances that are required for him to accomplish what he wants to accomplish in your life. What we can do is accept, first of all, accept that God loves you and he is committed to your good. He has crafted those circumstances, whatever negative circumstances you're in, or even the positive ones, because sometimes those can be just as as damaging. Whatever circumstances you find yourself in are crafted by God for your good. So how do we handle those negative circumstances? There's a couple ways of going about it. And we look at things, the circumstances that we're in, in different ways. We look at them practically speaking, and we look at at them personally speaking. 
practically speaking, is there anything we need to do? Is there anything we need to change? If you're going in the wrong direction, stop and turn around. What's that saying? You know, when when you know, if you find your, yourself digging a hole, stop digging. The first thing you do is stop doing what's causing you the problems. And then figure out, you know, ask God, whatever you need to do, how do I get out of this hole? But first you stop digging. I'll just give you an example. A lot of people, there's a lot of fear going around. And that fear is stoked by news. If if that's damaging to you, if that's bringing you, causing your mind to, to speed, if that's interrupting your sleep, if that's distracting you throughout the day, stop watching the news. You can't change it. God's in control of it. God knows absolutely every person on this earth. There are multiple wars going on in any given time on this earth. Not that that's great. You know, we we certainly would love the world to be at peace. But that's not God's purpose for this time here on this earth. At least, not yet. He's doing what he wants to do on this earth. And whatever circumstance you're in, you are there for yourself, for you, for whatever God wants to do in your life. That's where he specifically puts you for his purposes, for you. It's not because you're being punished for past sin or because of your, your grandparents or because of generational things. Now, sometimes those are things that are exposed, and God wants to put you in a situation where he can reveal that and you can accept forgiveness or extend forgiveness or redemption or whatever he wants to do. But the point being is that it's personal. It's between you and God. Whatever circumstance you're in, don't try to figure it out yourself. But just start with the practical. Do you need to change something you're doing right now? And for a lot of us, we've been putting our emphasis in the wrong, on the wrong things. And when God changes our circumstances, we don't take the opportunity to go, okay, now, to reevaluate, to go, okay, now, where am I spending my time? Where am I spending my money? Where am I spending my energy? Where am I spending my emotions? Is this the healthiest for me? Is this the wisest? Um, the, the, the scriptures the, that's been coming to me a lot is be wise as serpent and guileless or gentle or hopeful as doves. So there's wisdom and hope and mercy and gentleness, grace being gracious. Are you being wise? We all, you know, we talk about, you know, the gentleness and the meekness of Christ, and yet he was wise. You know, the what he went through and what he did overturned the religious sect of his day. It was and it was not a gentle thing. And we won't get distracted by that, but 
what God wants to do in your life is overturn the throne that has been set up by your soul over your soul. He's not trying to destroy your soul. He just wants his throne back. And he's doing it. And he doesn't need your help. But what we can do, and here's a, here's a, a, a way to evaluate your, how you're doing, is, is the presence of fear. If you're motivated by fear, if you find your heart racing, if you're, if you're anxious, if you're um, making decisions based on fear, if you're consuming fear and anger and frustration, those are things that are counter to either wisdom or grace or mercy or hope. If you truly have wisdom and grace, fear is fleeting. Now, there's, there's time for fear. You're, you're, you're in a car and you're stuck on the train tracks and a train is coming. There's a good time for an adrenaline rush to get out of that car. That's not what we're talking about. That's a wise kind of fear. But if you're driven by fear, if you're, if you're clouded by fear, if you can't accept God's peace, his love, his even hear his voice because of the fear, that's you're, you're, you've dug a hole and stop digging. Do what's necessary. Now, there's a lot of things that, you know, we're, we're all consumed by news. We're consumed by what other people believe and what other people think and what other, other people tell us. For instance, this whole, you know, we, we haven't gotten into it yet, but this whole concept of, of prayer, prayer changes things, prayer does things. We have no idea even what prayer is. We have come up with our own idea about what prayer is. Our goal is to remember that when we speak, that you and I, we have power and authority in our words. But because we are still so living out of our soul, out of our fear, out of our wounds, most of the time, God doesn't let those words come out. He doesn't tell us, speak this, say that, because we would interfere with what he's doing. Now, again, we have wars going on around the world, and we always do. We have people in our lives who are sick and dying or dead, and we, we want to interfere or, you know, being thrown out of their homes or the, you know, the be, beliefs, you know, in, in government are, are overturning the, the, what's good for the people, what's good as, from a Christian perspective. And we want to interfere. We ask God, do this, do that. We start telling him what to do. Well, first of all, we have the power and authority, but because we are still so consumed by the beliefs that we hold in our soul, that power and authority, God restricts it. 
God protects us and protects the world from the power and authority that you and I already have. Something God told me a long time ago, because I was very perplexed about, you know, when he started showing me that we have all this power and authority. All the power and authority that Jesus had when he was walking around, you and I have that. And I would ask him, well, how come the state of the world is the way it is if, if Christians have all this power and authority? And his answer was, because I want it that way. There's nothing in this world that's happening that God didn't craft, arrange. God does not have an enemy. God does not have an enemy. He created good. He created evil. Serve his purpose. But as he was, I was asking him, how do you, you know, if you've given us this power and authority in our soul and we're born with it and we're supposed to learn how to use it, how come the Christian church is just kind of pathetic and unable to, you know, there's no power or authority expressed. You know, we, we can't even take care of our own, let alone reach others and be a good example of this is, you know, the, the love of God says, I can't put a sword in a child's hand. And that's what we are, is we're children. And he protects us, and he protects others by keeping us from our own sword, from our own weapons of warfare that we have. They're ours. They belong to us. You have mighty weapons. But God, in his wisdom, the way. So we don't hurt ourselves, so we don't hurt others. And this is part of what we're learning when we're starting to learn about the abilities, is how to handle these mighty weapons. These being effective. But it's not about prayer. Somewhat, you know, we look at prayer. What is prayer? Getting God to do something. <sighs> Getting God to do something. To get him to do what we think he should do. Do do we think that he's somewhere waiting for enough people to say, fix this, and then he'll fix it? That there's some kind of a a quota that if we don't, let's say it's a million people, and I'm just going to say what's going on currently, that a million, if a million Christians prayed that God would stop the war in Ukraine, that he would then stop the war in Ukraine. But because there's only 999,999 people praying, he won't stop the war. And so... Hundreds and thousands of people will continue to die because there was one fewer person that prayed that didn't meet his quota. So he didn't. He turned his back on uh, the prayers of those 999,999 and let all those people die. And it's our fault. 
because that one person, we didn't reach out to that one person or we were the one person. That's not God. God doesn't need our help. He doesn't need to be told what to do. This is why he does things without telling us. You know, we look back at, you know, past, you know, the past 16 months, 18 months, and those things that we thought we understood, this is what God's going to do, and he didn't do it. People we were counting on to understand, you know, people don't stop and go, okay, well, how come I didn't understand what God was doing? Because we didn't pray hard enough. Or because... You know, the the devil is much stronger than we thought. The the devil is God's tool. Angels are God's tool. Demons are God's tools. The the sun is God's tool. Drought is God's tool. War is God's tool. Don't be distracted. Don't be distracted by famine or drought or war, rumors of war. Any, don't be distracted. What is God doing in your circumstances? And this is where the wisdom comes in. Because do the circumstances affect us? Absolutely. We can, we can have our own successes on a person-by-person basis. and respond to the the circumstances and see, okay, this is a great, instead of thinking about, you know, we're just going to hang tight until this is over, whatever this is in your life, whether it's a a drought or, you know, bad circumstances or a good one, and then we'll figure out, then we'll get back to the normal relationship with God. Well, God doesn't want to have a normal relationship with you. He wants to have a complete, a perfect, a holy relationship with you, spirit, soul, and body. So whether it's, oh, you got a flat tire on the way to work, or you were late to a meeting, five minutes late to a meeting, nobody cared, but you felt bad because you were five minutes late, or somebody just, you know, suddenly died in your family, or you you find yourself in the middle of a war. Whatever the circumstances are, that's all they are, are circumstances. And sometimes they're life and death, and sometimes it's, yes, it's the end of, of your world as far as you know it. That's been going on since Adam and Eve. You know, there's the the joke about I think it was in New Jersey where there was the first two cars, and it's an insurance joke because um, there was no there were only two cars in the city, and they ran into each other because neither one of them would yield at a cross street. That that pretty much is our soul in control. We're going to find a way to cause a problem, to be. A problem but as you're in a circumstance instead of being thinking about we're just going to wait it out or we're just going to get through this or and then we'll get back to normal and then we'll start seeking God no 
This is an opportunity. Whatever your situation is, it's an opportunity. And and we always go back to writing things down. Ask the Lord. First, you know, is there an area I need to stop digging? Been trying to fix it, trying to understand it, trying to get to the bottom of it, trying to get healed myself, trying to, to resolve the issue myself. Is there an area in my life where I need to stop digging? And then, okay, Lord, now what? Should I just wait? Should I try, you know, wait for a ladder? Should I try to climb out myself? Is there a door down here? Is there a way out at the bottom of this pit? And start treating every circumstance as an opportunity to hear more clearly, to work on your abilities, get a word of knowledge, get a word of wisdom, the healing. Think, you know, what is it, what ability that I have right here that would come in handy in this situation, this circumstance, not just for yourself, but for your family, for your coworkers, for your neighbors, for your community. Be at peace. Be excited. Have have a we we mourn with those with that mourn. It's not a fake joy, but we have an appreciation that what God is doing is intentional. And we don't get caught up in our misunderstanding of his personality, his desire to reveal himself. But we are also wisdom. We have that. We are also wise. If, ask him, is there something, you know, there's all these things, oh, oh, this is going to happen and that's going to happen. And there's been a lot of global issues that have been affecting us lately with, with you know, the, the COVID and the vaccines and the travel and the inflation. There's really nothing, for instance, that shows us that that's going to get any better anytime soon. You know, there's um, there's not just gas inflation, but food inflation. It's going to hit the job market more. There's going to be interest rate. There's going to, we, when you see a storm coming, you prepare for a storm. You don't get mad at the storm. You don't try to hide from, from the storm. Please don't try to hide from the storm. Don't think, okay, well, God's going to take us away from the storm. It says, no, you go through it. The rain falls on the just and the and the unjust. God doesn't take away the just. You're going to get rained on. So you ask the Lord, is there something I need to do? Not just for yourself, but for your neighbor. And ask, be, be practical. Not out of panic, not out of fear, not out of, you know, I, I'm going to be, I'm going to hide this from other people. You, you Again, you're, we're gracious, but we're wise. There's storm clouds coming. And here's the thing, is if, if you see those storm clouds coming in your life and you prepare and you're not, those preparations aren't needed, gosh, that's too bad, isn't it? 
you were prepared and you didn't need to be. Thing that happens because the goal is not so much about being prepared or not prepared, but are you hearing God? Are you listening? Are you, and then if you're you're starting to listen and you're feeling that fear, that's when you go, okay, God. Do I need to stop watching the news? Do I need to stop talking to such and such a person when when I'm at work and they start talking about this? Do I need to just turn and walk away, etc.? Do I need to stop, you know, opening my emails? These kinds of things. What am I to be focusing on? And it's not about being desperate that if I pray this, you know, oh, if I pray this, God will protect my family. It's like no, you're all, we're all in circumstances. We're all on this earth together. And we're all in this, we are here, each one of us on this earth is here for such a time as this. Now, life and death is happening around us all the time. This is one of the ways, reasons I know that life and death here on this earth, physically speaking, is not as near as big of a deal as we make it out. This is a physical life and a physical death, and it's temporary. What matters is what God wants to do in your soul. This is where the understanding of our doctrine, we need to just let it go. Don't worry about coming up with a replacement doctrine. Just let go. Remember, God loves you. If you need encouragement, ask for it. He'll give it to you in whatever way he chooses. But remember, he doesn't need your help. And he wants to lead and guide you and meet your needs. If you see a storm coming, you prepare. You close your windows. You make sure every, nothing's going to blow off, you know, off, off your patio, whatever. You take care of your, your family. You take care of your pets. You, you take care of yourself first. Then you take care of your neighbors. You let them know, look, over there, there's a storm. And you, and you prepare. You do what's necessary, gently, calmly, without fear. And look at it as an opportunity to get your abilities functioning. What would work well here? Word of wisdom. What's a good thing to do here? What's the best way to prepare for this? Not out of fear, but out of love, out of mercy, and out of grace. So thanks for tuning in. And as always, drop me a line at, at therainersclub.org. We'll be getting back together again same time next week. Until then, this has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night.